No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that the Lord instructs Moses not to mess with the surrounding nations of Edom, Moab, and Ammon. God assigns everyone's portion for his own reasons. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Deuteronomy chapter 2 on Simply the Bible. Most people have no idea how much God really is in control. They are tossed to and fro with world events. Meanwhile, God is orchestrating events behind the scenes to accomplish His will. Does that mean that we have no part in the process? No, but it does mean that God determines the boundaries of what people can and can't do. When the Apostle Paul preached in Athens on Mars Hill, he said of the Lord, And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. What we sometimes fail to realize is that God cares about all people. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God determines the boundaries of the nations and when they should rise and fall. His purpose is that people from all nations would seek and find him. Yet he is not far from any of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. In reaching the world, God is absolutely true to his promises. In fact, even when people ignore him, rebel against his laws, or pretend that he doesn't exist, he remains faithful. The Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Timothy 2.13, If we are faithless, he remains faithful, he cannot deny himself. From the east side of the Jordan River, Moses gave a history lesson to the children of Israel of what had transpired over the past 40 years. After they had left Mount Sinai and come to Kadesh Barnea at the entrance to the Promised Land, They failed to go in because of their unbelief. Therefore, God sent them back into the wilderness until that entire generation of adults, 20 years old and over, would perish. We pick it up in Deuteronomy chapter 2. Then we turned and journeyed into the wilderness of the way of the Red Sea, as the Lord spoke to me, and we skirted Mount Seir for many days. And the Lord spoke to me, saying, You have skirted this mountain long enough. Turn northward and command the people, saying, You are about to pass through the territory of your brethren, the descendants of Esau, who live in Seir, and they will be afraid of you. Therefore, watch yourselves carefully. Do not meddle with them, for I will not give you any of their land. No, not so much as one footstep, because I have given Mount Seir to Esau as a possession. You shall buy food from them with money, 
that you may eat, and you shall also buy water from them with money that you may drink. Now Esau and Israel were brothers. The nation of Esau's descendants was called Edom. Now the Edomites had mistreated Israel when they tried to pass through their land to their inheritance in Canaan. The king of Edom wouldn't allow them to pass through and came out to meet them with his army. Nevertheless, the Lord didn't want Israel to mess with Edom. God had given Mount Seir to them as their possession, and he honored his word. Here we learn that at least part of their hostility against Israel was because they were afraid of them. Fear will often make people inhospitable toward others. But for Israel to buy food and water from them would help break down the walls of hostility. It was God's will to use Israel to reach Edom, for as he promised Abraham in Genesis twenty-two eighteen, in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Verse 7, For the Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hand, He knows you're trudging through this great wilderness. These 40 years, the Lord your God has been with you. You have lacked nothing. In the previous chapter, Moses said that they traveled through a great and terrible wilderness. They lived in that wilderness for 40 years, yet they lacked nothing. This was due to the gracious and miraculous provision of God by providing water from the rock and manna from heaven every day. Moreover, he blessed them in all the work of their hand. Even though 38 of the years they spent in the wilderness was because they disobeyed God, he never removed his compassion from them. He remained with them through all their trials. In 24 years of ministry in Boise, I can testify that there have been many trials along the way. There were times when I questioned my calling. There have been times of great personal pain. But through it all, I can testify that God has always been faithful. He has always provided for us. He has never left our side. He has blessed the work of our hands. The Lord is our shepherd. And we have lacked no good thing. Verse 8. And when we pass beyond our brethren, the descendants of Esau, who dwell in Seir, away from the road of the plain, away from Elath and Ezion-Geber, we turned and passed by way of the wilderness of Moab. Then the Lord said to me, Do not harass Moab, nor contend with them in battle, for I will not give you any of their land as a possession. Because I have given R to the descendants of Lot as a possession. We are unfamiliar with the places named here, but it seems that Israel traveled northward on the east side of Edom into the territory of Moab, which was east of the Dead Sea. Moab was the son of Abraham's nephew Lot. Now, Balak, the king of Moab, would give the Israelites a bad time when he hired the prophet Balaam to curse them. Then the Moabites followed Balaam's evil advice and joined with the Midianites in sending their women into the camp of Israel. They seduced the men and led them into the worship of Baal of Peor. God certainly knew this would happen. Nevertheless, 
He had given Moab their land, and the Israelites weren't to mess with them. Verse 10. The Emim had dwelt there in times past, a people as great and numerous and tall as the Anakim. They were also regarded as giants like the Anakim. But the Moabites called them Emim. The Horites formerly dwelt in Seir, but the descendants of Esau dispossessed them and destroyed them from before them and dwelt in their place, just as Israel did to the land of their possession, which the Lord gave them. Now, these verses are parenthetical and were apparently inserted into Moses' original address. It provides historical background about the peoples who previously inhabited Edom and Moab. The Emim were a race of giants who had lived in Moab. The Horites were also known as the Hurrians. They had lived in Edom, but the descendants of Esau dispossessed them, just as Israel did to the people living in the land of their possession. This last clause indicates that verses 10 through 12 were added at some time after Moses' address, for at this time Israel had not yet crossed the Jordan River to enter the land of their possession. Verse 13, Now rise and cross over the valley of the Zered. So he crossed over the valley of the Zered, And the time we took to come from Kadesh Barnea until we crossed over the valley of the Zered was 38 years, until all the generation of the men of war was consumed from the midst of the camp, just as the Lord had sworn to them. For indeed the hand of the Lord was against them to destroy them from the midst of the camp until they were consumed. The valley of the Zered was a wadi or seasonal brook that flowed into the southeast end of the Dead Sea. It was about 35 miles long and formed the boundary between Moab and Edom. When they crossed the valley of the Zered, it marked 38 years since their failure at Kadesh Barnea, where they failed to enter the Promised Land. That was also regarded as a land of giants. Giants formerly dwelt there, but the Ammonites called them Zamzumim, a people as great and numerous and tall as the Anakim. But the Lord destroyed them before them, and they dispossessed them and dwelt in their place, just as he had done for the descendants of Esau, who dwelt in Seir, when he destroyed the Horites from before them. They dispossessed them and dwelt in their place, even to this day. And the Ava, who dwelt in the villages as far as Gaza, and Kaphtarim, who came from Kaphtar, destroyed them and dwelt in their place. Verses 20 through 23 provide a second explanatory note to the history of the former inhabitants of the land. As Edom drove out the Horites and Moab drove out the Emim, so Ammon drove out the Zamzumim, another race of giants. The Kaphtarim, apparently an early name for the Philistines, dwelt in Gaza near the Mediterranean Sea. So God establishes the boundaries of the nations. How many wars have been fought because nations have not respected these boundaries? At times, God permits a Hitler or other ambitious conqueror to violate these boundaries. However, he always remains sovereign. Another despotic conqueror named 
Nebuchadnezzar, came to this conclusion after he was humbled by God and spent seven years eating grass like an oxen. He wrote of the Lord in Daniel chapter 4, How great are His signs and how mighty His wonders! His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and His dominion is from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to His will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. No one can restrain His hand or say to Him, What have you done? And those who walk in pride, He is able to put down. But long before King Nebuchadnezzar, the psalmist Asaph came to this same conclusion, simply by worshiping God rather than by grazing grass. He wrote in Psalm 75, For exaltation comes neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south. But God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. Now, why does God do this? so that all people may put their trust in him. For he is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance by turning from their sins and believing in Jesus Christ. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we will review when Israel conquered the two Amorite kings, Sion and Og, and possessed their land on the east side of the Jordan River. These battles trained them for greater battles to come. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Deuteronomy on Simply the Bible.